1: With your hosts Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and Al Warren. 106.5 FM Los Angeles,
0: 102.3 FM Riverside,
1: and 1050 AM Palm Springs.
2: Welcome back into the house of mystery. I'm Al Warren, Mr. Dave Martino is back from his uh his uh his flash <laughs> yeah. dance tour. Flash dance, yes. Yeah. Flash dance in four
1: yeah. K. Four K in four K steelbook. I I went down the best buy to oh get god. it. god. How
2: much did you pay for something like that?
1: Um it was probably I don't know, twenty-five.
2: Oh <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh so why, why, why would you do that? Why wouldn't I do that? I told you, that's not a movie that's, for a man. <laughs> it's a great movie. Yeah, I'm not talking about whether it's great or not, <laughs> but not. I'm just saying that I, I don't know too many, well, I know quite a few guys that would run and get it. they probably order it, but uh, I mean. <laughs> but you don't
1: like it when I, when I watch manly movies.
2: Well, no, I don't care, but I just don't understand why you spend money you go out and buy. You must have the worst collection ever. I do. You know, like Rocky and then Flashdance. Yes,
1: Flashdance. Roadhouse. I get Roadhouse in four Roadhouse.
2: Roadhouse. Oh, my God. Exorcist 3. Do you have the Walker Texas Ranger series on DVD? No. No.
1: No, but that's on TV every day.
2: Yeah, so you don't have multiple to. multiple times when they take it off, then you will. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, they, they had some, you know, uh, Chuck Norris 4K videos, you know, movies. I, I definitely get them. Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: no! <laughs> yeah. Wow! That's some so, fun movies. Yeah, yeah, but I'm telling you, I don't like how you can see all the the real characters. You know, like oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, cause it's so it's so clear.
1: That you can tell when, uh, Jennifer Bills isn't there and her, her dance double is.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he's standing see, that, in. That wrecks it. Yeah. You know, the fantasy.
1: The fantasy it's, is
2: gone. Even though you know in the back of your mind, she's not really <laughs> yeah. doing that, but it's kind of fun to think, you know, while you're watching the movie, not to, not to see. And yeah. it kind of forces you to realize, well, who's this woman? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: The end dance number, they didn't even try. It's like watching Star Trek in HD and you know all the uh, the stunt doubles they don't even try to make them look like you know Kirk or Spock and yeah when Kirk was wearing a beard once not Kirk I, I should say I went, when Spock was wearing a beard once in the mirror dimension his stunt double did not have a beard yeah they didn't you know and they, nobody could see it you know smaller TVs and right right was the old days well you know uh,
2: and and um now, the reason you got the Flash Dance 4K and, and do the review, but you just want people to know that you were the one, you were the stand in double for Jennifer Field. Stand in double, yeah. Of <laughs> and we did all the dance <laughs> yes, there. Right? That must right. have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was 13 <laughs> at the time.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. at least it, you would have been the right size. Size, uh, yeah. No, actually, I think I was 12. Perfect. I was 12 years old when I saw that film. That's an R rated movie. Disgusting. Hard me for life. Well, yeah, no wonder you're the way you are. <laughs> exactly. I can't believe yeah. that they would, your family would take you to a movie like that.
1: Yeah, my aunt and my grandmother took me.
2: Sin. And grandma, yeah, too, true. right? Yes. Totally yes. different generation. Absolutely. My God, you think they would have had the vapors and take you out. I, I, don't, I don't think they knew what they were getting into. They didn't know what they were watching. <laughs> they didn't know where they were. No. No, exactly. I'm terrible. <laughs> now, speaking of people that don't know where they are, We've got a guest. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a new book out, and it's called uh, Death Before Coffee, which kind of sounds like drinking. If you're drinking Dave's coffee, you'd have death during coffee. But yes. So, Mr. Desmond P. Ryan, thank you for being here.
0: Oh, thank you very much. But wait wait a minute. Jennifer Beal had a stand-in for the dance, remember? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I I need to have a break. I'm sorry. I, I, yes. Give me a minute.
2: <laughs> well... But you were a cop, you wouldn't watch a movie like
0: that. Oh my goodness. I, I when that movie came out, I remember watching it and I was so in love with Jennifer Beale. Oh my god, I was so in love with her. I oh. think she I think she knows. So I don't think I'm I'm speaking out of turn. <laughs> oh, we, you were we stalking just, her. Well no, I, I think it was mutual. She just didn't know.
2: <laughs> she didn't know who she loved.
0: But no. I you know, we've we've since then we've sorted it out. It's not awkward anymore.
2: No, Well, maybe you were really in love with Dave. He was doing all the stand-ins. For yeah, her.
0: that must be it. Right? Well, they just
2: showed her face, but it's well, was, was the body.
0: I'm questioning now. Yeah, because really, I, it was it was all about the dancing. I mean, that was that movie was all about the dancing. Well,
2: yeah, and he yes. did it all. He did all the dancing. Did, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, they, I, the, you know, yeah. yeah. He even had the the little, the, you know, he um, when he dropped the water on him, you know, that was him. Yeah, you know, got all wet and
0: shook Iconic. his hair. Wow. Pretty you know, you, you learn something every day.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no wonder people love this show.
2: If someone asks you.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say. Always learning something.
2: If people ask you, what, I wonder whatever happened to these stand-ins, you know, that do these big movies. Now you know they end up on a <laughs> two-bit <laughs> <billion> radio show. <laughs> <laughs> That's really sad, isn't it? Yeah. Not much. How the mighty much. have
1: fallen. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Used to be the day where they drove him around in a limo, you know. Yeah. People yeah. asked for his autograph, and <laughs> and now.
0: I'm sorry. I'm. Nuts. I'm just still. I'm. I'm just seeing that dance number again. I'm. I'm just. So just talk amongst yourselves. No. <laughs>
2: see, I'm not the only one, Al. I didn't. I didn't know one guy. Well, I mean, I knew several guys. See, but I was in that mixed crowd. I was hanging out with a lot of the gay men, and and that. In, in my job and then i went to a lot of rock concerts with straight man and i couldn't think of one of those guys that would say let's go to flash dance during the van halen concert like i
0: just <laughs> well no no you you never said let's go to flesh, <laughs> if, if yeah and and you know now that i'm much older i feel i can Own some of these things, but I I know where you're coming from.
2: Yeah, I didn't know any. You know, everybody I worked with was all I've seen it six six times and all this, and it was a big (laughs) big deal. You know, so I had to get my nails done and run out and see it because I felt left out. (laughs) You know, I I don't know to think about this. You know, not one of those guys asked me to go to the movie with, and they were going six, seven, eight times to the same movie, and they didn't think once to say, "Hey, why don't you come?" It's like, oh, oh dear, this is really, you
0: know dear, this is really awkward, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well,
2: <laughs> oh, that's all wow. right, because I'm not around them anymore. So, but it's really devastating. I guess I was really a hated child, you know, <laughs> in, in all aspects. Oh. Everybody hated me. You know?
0: And look at you now. And look at me now. You know, they they hate me now. now, but
2: in public. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or through email. Yeah, they can do it on, on social yeah. media now. I, I'm hearing Shirley <laughs> MacLaine singing if they could see me now That's your song yeah. That's your song
2: yeah yeah that, I that wasn't exactly it for me but that's okay <laughs> you know um so listen what what is going on with you uh, Desmond here you are you're you're writing death before
0: coffee so how does someone how, how does someone die before they even have their coffee I know right it's uh, I, Actually I I wrote this book while I was still a police officer and I originally called it 3 Days and I thought that was a great title it's gritty it's got all that stuff and I could not get an agent or a publisher to look at it I guess I guess it was just too sublime and so I realized that what happens uh I mean obviously there's death and coffee. And so I want to tie them in together. And it just kind of seems every time uh, my, my my main guy, my protagonist, Mike O'Shea, goes to get a cup of coffee, there's a death. So I cleverly tie them together uh, as death before coffee.
2: He must be getting his coffee at Tim Hortons. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, pretty clever. Actually, in, in one scene, he uh, he is at a... Tim horton esque coffee shop, and and someone like, drops dead behind him. <laughs> um, you know, that, that, that's a little off putting. Yeah. Uh, in in another scene, he's 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 working. He's uh, he's a detective. He's he's going to pop out of the office, grab a coffee. There's a call for someone who's going to uh, jump off the balcony. So he goes for that. So you, like the guy never gets a cup of coffee. Well,
2: is this is this is this? Um, what are you saying in this then? What are you saying? Um what is it uh, <laughs> um is it that he's got bad luck, wrong place at the wrong time? Like what's what are you what's the connection with all these people dying around him and he can't get coffee?
0: Well I, I think part of all of you know dying around him is that he's a he's a cop and he spends a lot of time with homicide people. That that'll kind of add add up the numbers of people that that, that die around you. But yeah, he's just kind of that guy. He's he's kind of hitting hitting that midlife, not quite rock bottom, but that rocky-ish part where it's sort of bad timing, uh, bad luck, and he's, he's got to kind of pull himself out. And he doesn't really pull himself out. Well, he can't because it's a series. Uh, and that'd be kind of too bad if at the end it all resolved and everybody lived happily ever after. Well, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just uh, death is everywhere. And, and, and part of that was... Uh, like, like, as a cop, I mean, death was everywhere. That's kind of what we did. And you don't realize that for the rest of the world, it's uh, a unique experience. And so it was kind of neat to, to do a book about a cop investing, investigating homicides and then to be able to kind of engineer it to realize that the rest of the world doesn't see life like a cop does. Well, with all this, you know,
1: death and he's kind of in Rocky Bottom type thing, Is is would you consider this kind of like a almost like a neo-noir? where bad things happen seedy part of town there's no um, you, you know uh, nobody wins that that type of thing
0: yeah well it's funny because i was thinking yeah this is kind of getting into the noir world and then um i was invited out to do this uh, noir at the bar uh reading and i thought oh you know, i'm i'm feeling the kind of the gritty vibe and it was pretty cool and i listened to the other officers read and I'm like totally vanilla compared to that. But uh yeah, it's 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 kinda gritty, but I don't I don't think it's quite noir enough. So I was thinking of doing a noir series, but I, I but it's so depressing for me. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like this is dark and freaky. So it's kinda of
2: like noir light. Yeah, noir esque.
0: Maybe yeah. maybe get could a whole new subject. Yeah.
2: Like Bud Light, you can have Noir Light. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah and it it does tie back to the, the you know Jennifer Beal not doing her own dancing right yeah. so it's like that in between
2: is that where it yeah, went right. wrong for for the world do you think is that where when <laughs> the United States started to fall apart was when she didn't do her own dancing
0: you know that's that's a heavy a heavy burden to put on her but i'm seeing it yeah, yeah. i think Damn. it's when we yeah. lost tim hortons <laughs> i can't find us right. tim hortons <laughs> <laughs> in facebook my life wait, wait you, lo- well. you lost tim hortons yeah yeah huh?
2: Yeah, they closed them all oh. down. 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 <laughs> they didn't make it.
0: Okay. Yeah, this this has been a bit too much. I, <laughs> I need I I I don't know where I'm going to go with this. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm actually I'm I'm, I'm going to uh, um like. a, a conference next week. Well, I got to uh, a, a conference next week in the states. And, and now that I know there's uh, no Tim Hortons, I <laughs> I might have to rethink. Well, certainly have to rethink my whole wardrobe, but. Yeah, I, I, well, okay. Well, you're going to have to, uh,
2: yeah, maybe bring your own
0: to go. Yeah, I don't think the uh, airlines would have any problem at all with me bringing, like, <laughs> you know, containers of of dark liquid. Yeah. As, as <laughs> Into that, the U.S. Well. Yeah, across the border. I Is that a No, it's, a problem, yeah, right? it's okay.
2: you do, And you okay. know what? If someone stops you and they yeah. start saying something to you, just as an L said, it was fine. Well, you know, I was... Yeah, just as throw my as, name as, out as a there. guy who's yeah.
0: as a guy who's written so many true crime novels, Al, I think if anybody would know, it'd be you.
2: <laughs> and just just so, throw my name out there and <laughs> and say, listen, do okay. I need to call them? And they'll okay. just say, hey, not, not a problem, sir. You got more? Bring more. Come on. <laughs> okay. And it's okay. okay. And and um, your Jennifer Beale spandex is fine. Don't worry.
0: That 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 was going to be a surprise for the gala. The gala. <laughs>
2: Well, that's all right. They, they, they okay. anybody Never that mind. goes to Gallus <laughs> is Never not going to listen
1: okay. to this show. No, no, no. no. <laughs> come on. <laughs> no.
2: You like going to these shows? Like, what show are you going to go to? Where, where are you
0: going to? Uh, how come you're invited? No. Uh, I'm going to a, a conference. It's called Malice Domestic, um, which is really it's. it's I, I just thought it was like a recap of my my last <laughs> marriage, but um, apparently <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Um, somebody's gonna get really mad about that comment it's gonna it's gonna bite me somewhere I know it um, you'll be but, canceled
2: don't worry about the concert.
0: yeah that, that's it yeah. um but but yeah it's, it's this conference it's um it's it's for for people who like to to read crime fiction uh, you know God love them and which is great and then some authors go and I've never been but it's supposed to be a big deal it's supposed to be a big party a big booze up so you know you can't lose
2: and so what is it in where what city is this one in
0: i I think it's in uh, Bethesda. Maryland, I think, isn't it? Yes, yeah. the, you know, I'm, I'm so in the know. All I know is I I have a plane ticket. I'm going to get on the plane. Hope it lands in the right place. They usually do, uh, and then you know just get in the car to where I'm getting taken to, and hope they take me to the right place. Very trusting soul. That's how trout traffic happens, <laughs> you
2: know. Yeah, yeah, yes. but
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, I realize this is a this is this is a radio show, but I you know I I don't think that I'm you know quite in that catchment group. So I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Um, although, you know, a friend of mine said, uh, you know, if we never hear from you again. We're good. Um, well, no, (laughs) mostly that, yeah. Basically, it's you know, uh, who's going to have a spare set of keys to your house so that we can go in and get out the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it take take them all about five minutes.
1: Do, do you like um, do, do you like attending those conferences and uh, reading your work in public?
0: The reading uh, because I'm 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 not a great reader. Uh, I'm kind of a hooked on phonics reader. Yeah. Um, like most most writers, like, it's like oh I have read you know like I read fifteen books while I was just waiting to come on you know uh, uh, on your radio show. I'm a really slow reader. Mm. Um so I am a bit self-conscious but I I love going to these conferences and and it's again like a lot of writers are you know kind of antisocial and they like to kind of just you know hang out and by themselves um but I I love doing all this PR stuff it it's a bit of an egomaniac thing but you know, I, I think we were talking about counseling before yeah. uh that's yes. in real <laughs>
2: Well, I need it badly, but <laughs> I don't think I can get it. I just said nobody will have me. Um,
0: what is, well, after you've after you've exhausted all of the pool of counselors, and you know, I I think then you you know the therapists all talk. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've got you know, a reputation. Just, yeah. just use another name.
2: I'll use Desmond.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't use that. No, that's, name. that's just that's been, just, yeah. just saying. Yeah. He usually but, uses Dave. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. that's just when people yeah. are
2: saying bad things to me, and I say, "Yeah, come see me. My name's Dave."
1: Yeah, you sent them to my house. Yeah, <laughs> there's a group of them parked out right in front of my house. Yeah, they get picket signs and everything.
2: Well, I mean, uh, you're bringing home the Flashdance 4K. You yeah, no wonder there's that. <laughs> That's why they're up there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, so it takes you a long
0: time to read. You're not a reader, are you? um How long does it take you to write one? Uh, but, uh. Actually, I, I write, uh, according to my writer friends, I write very quickly. Uh, I, I guess that's a trade off, right? You can, you can read or write, which one do you want to do? Um, and I guess I got thrown in the writer thing, but really I take that from, um, 30 years of, of writing reports in, in police work where you don't have a chance to have writer's block, right? It's not like I, I can't write this occurrence because I'm just not in the zone, right? You go to a radio call, you're writing an occurrence, you're going to another radio call, right? So you get used to writing really, really quickly and moving on to the next and not ruminating and moving forward. So now when I write, I sit down and think, like, I've got to write a chapter, boom, get it done. Hmm. And then that's it.
2: Yeah, but how do, you, I, how do you make it more... Because when you're writing reports, it's like even if I'm doing true crime, you're going out and you're meeting people and you're getting police reports and you're getting doctor's reports or you're getting all this stuff. But how do you make it come alive? Because I'm sure your police reports were not... Uh, there wasn't a lot of the emotion or there wasn't a story, so to speak.
0: They were stellar, Al. <laughs> My police reports were literature. They were art. Oh. No, I... You see, that's the thing. Like, you're writing true crime, so there's all this uh, research that has to go in and facts and all this stuff, and it all has to be true. When you're doing fiction, you've got a lot of latitude. And even in like a police procedural, there's you know kind of restrictive. But I'm doing another series, um, which is sort of a traditional slash light light mystery, where like all bets are off. So you can just basically run with the story, and as long as it's vaguely believable, you're good
2: to go. Right. But how, where do you where do you get the um, characters, the feelings for your characters, and the emotion and the dialogue from? When we all know that you know
0: cops like yourself they have no feeling.
2: And, and
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was just gonna say I. I I don't believe when we talked earlier, we were going to talk about feelings and emotions. That <laughs> uh, well, I, 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 would be quiet um, conversation. There'd be nothing said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, it's um, like with the characters uh, because they're fiction. You have a lot of latitude, so you can just kind of let them run wild. Whereas, you know when you, as you know, when you're doing true crime, you you have to stay true to the voice, the the dialogue that's provided through the documents you have. And it can be really, really hard. Whereas with the characters, you can, you could do whatever you like with them.
2: Right. I just, I'm just trying to get to where you draw that from. Is this, is this all you or is this, you know, could it be from people you've experienced in your cop life?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, a, a lot of it is, uh, you know, people I've worked with who, I mean, at the time I worked with them, I thought they were caricatures of themselves and then being able to characterize them further is a lot of fun. Um, I mean, the, uh, detective sergeant in, in my books, Amanda Black is, is based on someone I've worked with and worked for in the past. And anybody, uh, that I have worked with knows exactly who she is. Oh. And so it's, um, and, and she knows who she is in, in the books. And she's so far, she's okay with it because uh, she's a good character. And I'm, I'm imagining, though, know, if uh, I end up you know, making gazillions of dollars off of this series, that she might end up on my doorstep uh, asking for some kind of financial compensation. But right. we'll, we'll, we'll just leave that for now. Yeah, what's her name
2: and number? We'll get her on the line. <laughs> <laughs> are you that guy, because you were a cop so long, are you the one that will sit and observe people as well and, and kind of... What their their details, their habits, the way they behave, and and do you do
0: you still do that now? That sounds kind of creepy. Yeah, when you put it that, that way. You know? <laughs> um, I I try not to, right? Because 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 you don't want to be that creepy guy. Um, <laughs> but I I notice that I will be looking at people, and then if I'm with somebody that's like, why are you staring at them? It's like I'm not staring. Um, but there is that you sort of notice things and. Also, having been a professional noticer for so long, you, I tend to see, not just me, but I think anybody who's, who's been in a law enforcement environment, um, you, you tend to see things other people don't see. I, I think getting back to that therapy thing, I think they call that hypervigilance. vigilance. Um, but you'll notice stuff other people don't. I, I try really hard not to see things in terms of threat assessments because I, I don't think that's healthy. No, no.
2: But if you're like me, because I know that, you know, I'm out walking my dog every day early in the morning, and and you know the thing is I notice things like uh, like for instance I would pass this couple with a dog. And when I'm walking back, there's just her walking back home with the dog. And then I realized over a period of a week or so that he was driving his car up into this space, parking there and walking down to her place, and they're probably getting it on. Then she walks him back to the car and backing it. So she's keeping it from her neighbors. She, so I'm I'm watching all this. She's <laughs>
0: just, just <laughs> keeping it real. Just keep, well,
2: the thing is, you know, I so I can see what's going on here. Right. But you see, I'm just that yeah. kind of guy. Not that I'm snoopy, because I don't really care, except for I just notice things around me like that. That's kind of what I mean uh, if you're
0: observing those details. Well, yeah, well, as you were saying this, I mean, where my mind goes, like, oh, a, a sex trade worker with a dog, that's a, that's a <laughs> different kind of, right? His name
2: was Satan, a dog. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, um,
1: you know, working, uh, you know, doing police work, do you think that kind of made you cynical in your personal
0: life? I don't know if it's cynical or like, but definitely warped. Um, <laughs> because you, you, like anybody, anybody who's been in policing for any length of time has, uh, you know, they call you know, like gallows humor or whatever, but yeah. it, it is that really like finding humor in things that are really not funny. Hmm. Yep. Um, and I mean, I, I try not to be cynical, although I was just, uh, I was out for coffee with a friend this morning and I said, like, either, I'm getting cynical, or I'm becoming a grumpy old man, or a grumpy old cynical man, and but really having to work against that.
2: I kind of like that. I, I, I myself, I like being grumpy old cynical, you know. <laughs> and actually, and people complain about my humor being um, so dark when I do murder shows and stuff. But I think it's isn't it really a way of dealing with it?
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, I I always maintain that. You know, it's not me personally, so you don't have to write this down. But that that whole thing of you know, of humor as a coping mechanism, and in policing, my thought was like always try and see the humorous side of everything you're doing. Just because otherwise, you. I mean, I know I would get so bogged down. I mean, i'd i'd be I'd be drunk by the third call. Right.
2: Except for the guy on the ledge, when you're drinking his beer, you're already.
0: <laughs> well, you know. Uh, I, again, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's also. You know, know your audience and hope it works, but yeah, I mean, I get I get this call and the guy's guy's going to go over the 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 balcony, and I, I get there and um, you know he's he's obviously a, a seasoned beer drinker, <laughs> and I'm trying <laughs> to engage him in conversation, and I get that sense that he's not overly serious about jumping over, but he's just pissed off and had enough, and so I just turn my back to him and I go over to his fridge and I pull out a, a can of beer and I, and I open it and he, he was like, absolutely. I mean, I'm in uniform. He's absolutely stunned. And, and he's like, like, bye, what are you doing? Bye. I said, I'm having a beer. He goes, it's my beer. And he was of a, uh, a socioeconomic, uh, situation where, you know, having three or four beers in the fridge was living high on the hog. <laughs> um, and you know, so I said I said, yeah, well, You know, you're you're going to go over the ledge or you're not, and if you go over the ledge, I'm going to be here for a long time writing reports, (laughs) and the coroner's going to have to come and all that, and so I might as well have a beer while I wait, and then, you know, once you go over the ledge, I can have the rest of the beers because I'm going to be here, or you're going to get over the side, and you can have a beer with me, and fortunately, he... Decided not to jump, sat down, had a beer with me, and you know, I'm, I'm really glad it worked out that way because uh, had I miscalculated things horribly and he had gone over the ledge, uh, it would have been really hard to explain to the investigative <laughs> unit why I'm drinking on duty while someone is you know, jumping over the ledge. Yeah. But all's well that ends well. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Were you able to work together? I mean, this was your partner that was doing
0: this, right? What was this? <laughs> <laughs> Not this time. <laughs> in the book, it was a partner, but but in real life, it was just some guy. <laughs> what what
2: is it like this this death before coffee? Do you want people to come away with it kind of laughing or being happy or entertained? Like what what is it you want them to have when they finish it?
0: Well, it's it's a good story. It's actually it's it's based on a true story, um, and it's not true enough that I can call it true crime. But I was actually uh, yeah, one of the one of the investigators that went to this homicide of this one-legged man and in an alleyway and he had no ID and so you're thinking like how many one-legged guys can there be
1: right
0: And ironically <laughs> or not there was a guy there was uh, it was in a laneway and on the other side of the laneway there was a, a gym like where people go to, to work out and stuff, just in case people don't know what a gym is. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I need to explain that. Um, but the guy who owned the gym was one-legged. And you're like, what are the chances that there are two one-legged guys in the same area at this given time? Um, but I, I don't really... I don't think I get into that in the book because people would say, no, that's too far fetched. You have to take that out. But anyway, the the idea is I want to give people a good story. Um, It's, it's not a difficult read. I'm, I'm trying to make it really accessible. And the main thing I think for any fiction is the characters. Right. Is, is the, the, this, the, I want them to like the characters. I want people to walk away wondering what the characters are doing when they're not in the book. And I know that's a weird, uh, a, a, a weird request when you're reading crime fiction, but that's, that's what I'm trying to create there. Like when I sit down, it's like, you know, crime fiction. It's like, okay, well, you know, or any crime, somebody commits a crime, uh, somebody solves it, the end. Well, I think that was, what, about 10 words? Yeah. And, and you know, most, most publishers want another sixty-five to 70,000 words. So what are you going to do with all those words? drink coffee yeah and hope nobody dies
2: <laughs> well you know the one-legged guy used to be the other uh fill-in for irene tara or whatever her name right? just, yeah,
0: yeah and then and then his his career just kind of dried up and that was yeah. it for him
2: yeah he yeah. fell off <laughs> his career dropped <laughs> off oh anyway he got cut off yeah anyway um yeah but you know it, it is there characters like do you watch any kind of um characters like Bosch or any of those that are on TV or have streaming series of other detectives or cops like that? That um, because some of them are, are they 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 they're quite unlikable characters, you know what I mean? They're kind of assholes in a way at times, but yet they do well. Do you think do you ever think of trying that or do you, it just doesn't it isn't the way you write?
0: Yeah, I mean, um. One of the, the in the death before coffee, um, the main guy, Mike O'Shea, his partner Ron Roberts is not likable, he's not quite an asshole, but he's asshole ish, right. Um, and there, there is something about that unlikable protagonist that that is really appealing. Um, as the series goes on, it's not that Mike O'Shea becomes less likable, but he becomes sort of more of a burnout. Um, and I don't know if, if that makes him unlikable or not, but he's not like the sort of anti-hero that like the Bosch guy is. Right. Well, I think it's okay to be kind of a,
2: you know, an ass or an unlikable character as long as you know pretty much that they're going to do the right thing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it's kind of like that, you know, heart of gold thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like oh okay. everybody hates somebody who does the right thing, and I, just, and I just thought well you know we'll just kind of spin this and see where it goes see how the characters grow and stuff and and again like Mike's character Ron Roberts like has very very few people skills doesn't care that he has very few people skills and he's just kind of quirky but nobody really likes him but the more time you spend with him. The more he grows on you,
2: right? So, you, so you're saying too in, in this, you're saying that it's not really a hard-boiled noir ty- type thing. It's not. It's not hard enough for that. It is. Do you have a lot of sex and violence in the pages, or
0: do you avoid that? I go for a lot of violence. Um, I find writing sex really, really hard, and I think a lot of writers. Do no pun intended and, in that word, I guess. Or, or or maybe I'll leave it with you. Um, but I just thought I, it's not something I do well. I mean, write about it. Um, so <laughs> I'm just going to leave that to people who, who do. And I know uh, I've had some friends who write like the hard boiled noir. And I mean, it's like reading porn. Right. And it's like, wow, you do this really, really well. And, I mean, it's it's, it's weird because, like, when you get together and they're just, like, average people, and, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, let me just, you know, read you what I've just written. It's like, holy crap, like, is that where your mind goes? But, but it does. They're probably wearing leather like any, underwear, too. And, they, you know, they probably have flash dance on a reel, <laughs> on a loop. Yeah,
2: and they run out to Best Buy and buy it in 4K. Exactly. That's right. They wait for the Big launch, day, launch day release. They're the ones waiting outside of the store to open
0: lined up overnight yeah
2: the only person of course
0: <laughs> yeah in the, in the long trench coat yeah
2: yeah So <laughs> what yeah. i was wearing yeah <laughs> the employees are scared to open the door is that guy that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that guy again?
0: <laughs> what, but are you
2: thinking about what violence you put on the page or like are you conscious of of how
0: violent you go or how you write violence in the book um yes and no i mean I don't want to get into, you know, I could talk about gratuitous violence, but you know, violence is kind of gratuitous in the sense that, you know, realistically one punch should have done. But, I mean, in real life, you know, adrenaline's going, all that stuff. So this is how, you know, people end up getting punched to a pulp. And, I mean, there's a scene, I think it's in Death Before Coffee, where uh, the detective sergeant, who's a woman, has a, a discussion with the accused, and he's pretty explicit with her um, in terms of what he wishes he would do to her and all of that sort of thing but that's all dialogue I've heard on the job i've I've heard people in custody talk to female officers like that so it's I'm not making the... oh my up. yeah, but you're in Canada they don't talk that way well we just finished <laughs> by either saying a or. If that's okay with you. And
2: if they say no, then you go, sorry.
0: Yeah, sorry. I, I, I didn't mean I, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and, then, and then blush. <laughs> well, I just have to um,
2: wonder then, how do you create your dialogue? Like, what do you, like, are you, are you a person that as you're going through the story, you set up the dialogue and you have your characters in your mind and you write that dialogue and then put together the story? Or does it come in after you've kind of set up, done outline the story?
0: kind of hear the dialogue as I'm going. And again, I'm I'm a little self-conscious now since we've talked so much about therapy and all that stuff, but it's kind of like (laughs) plugging in where I've got like a, maybe a paragraph or two of what has to happen in that chapter and which characters I think are going to be there. And then I just kind of start typing and I think of things in an auditory way. So it's Usually, when I do my first draft, the chapter is pretty much all dialogue because they're just talking like, and they're just moving things along. Um, and then I have to go back and actually have them do something, like stand up or nod appreciatively or something like that. But I, th- I think in terms of dialogue, and apparently, I'm I'm lucky because, or maybe I just maybe it's the writer friends I know, but a lot of them say they struggle with dialogue. Whereas I struggle with putting in the sort of the, the filler parts of, of describing scenes and things like that.
1: Whereas you're creating the story and you get the characters and you're, you're going through the dialogue. Do, do the characters ever surprise you? Do they ever kind of pull you away from maybe the plot and, and, and where you're trying to go? Or, or do you feel
0: more in control? Oh, no, no. They, they just run away. <laughs> it's, like, it's like herding cats. And actually, um, one of the characters, I I put her in um, the uh, Death Before Coffee, um, is Mike O'Shea's mom. And uh, she's like the the typical Irish mother. And and talking to my friends, apparently she's the typical Jewish mother, the typical Italian mother, the typical everything mother. Um, She moves in, and I put her in just to be like not even a secondary character, just sort of a, a little bit of comic relief. And then, by the next book, she practically takes over the book. Mm. and it got to the point where her voice got so strong that I ended up uh, writing another series, which is the the traditional light mystery series, where she's the amateur sleuth. So I had to get her out of the mic books and give her her own books. Wow, just yeah, because she was such a strong character, and she was overpowering this police procedural. <laughs> And it was like, it was not working.
2: So where do you set this book? Like, is this a Canadian city or is it, and how, do, and is setting and location it real important to your stories?
0: I, I don't specifically name places. Uh, I mean, I know Toronto uh, is where I've, I'm born and raised. Is where I've lived my whole life, uh, except for a few months. But, I mean, this is all I know, but I, I don't use Toronto landmarks, things like that. Uh, in part because uh, the advice I was given is that American publishers wouldn't be interested in Toronto. Uh, they'd want to relocate it to, like, Chicago or New York or something like that. And as a police procedural, I, I can't do that because our policies and procedures here in Canada are so different from what you've got going on in the States that it would change the whole whole vibe of the book, and, and then I'd have to do research and get hard. Um, so... Um, I try to be vague about it, but it's sort of in a big city and um, there must be enough reference that people are picking up that it's in Toronto, but it's it's not like the location is is a, a character
2: right so you don't go that deep into it. So what do you got planned next after this um, comes out? It sounds like you're you're doing books pretty quickly now. like is that all kind of what you're doing?
0: Yeah, I um. I I had self-published the first three Mike O'Shea books, and the story arc was six. And while that was going on, I I got a a publishing contract for the the light traditional mystery series. And the caveat to that was that I couldn't use the characters from the light traditional mystery series for anything else. But then I said to the publisher, I've already kind of half got this series going, and I really want to finish it. So they bought that series from me. So they're re-releasing the first three books in the Mike O'Shea series that I had already released. And I was just looking at my schedule and I realized that like at some point I'm gonna to have to stop basically you know, pulling books from my lower my my bottom cupboard to hand to them and write something new. Um so the fourth book in the Mike series is coming out I think in the 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 new new one is gonna be coming out at the beginning of twenty twenty four, I think. But the third book in the Mike series is coming out, I think, in the fall of this year. And then the um, traditional series, which has been called the Point of Trouble series, is coming out, I believe, in August. So it starts then. But once we kind of get all organized, um, like in total, there's uh, between the two series, 11 books coming out in five years. Wow. Sorry, that was a long answer.
2: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's great. I mean, you're you're going to be
0: uh, famous. Well, you know, uh, they might make a movie about me, and then I would have a stunt double. Yes, <laughs> I definitely need a dance double. I can hmm. tell you that now. Yeah, <laughs> there's any dancing? Well, but Dave, you're available, right? Yes, I was just going to say that. And that yeah. yeah, and yeah. he still okay, got both good. his legs. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we've got that part. I'll, so I'll write that down. That's, that's one less concern. Oh, yeah. Well,
2: I think they've already made the movie Fletch, so I don't know if they... <laughs> well, so do, do you ever want your character to, to be on the screen? Do you ever think about
0: that? Well, um, I, I I can't talk about this now, but actually that might be something that's in the works, and it was like a total fluke. So if it ever kind of comes to fruition, I, I'm going to come back and, and tell you and we'll like, we'll laugh and laugh and laugh yeah. how that came about. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, I'd be a good person it, it, to play that lead. You know? Well, yeah, I, I am, I am putting this all up. Up here in my head, thinking, yeah. That, that Don't put too much up certainly. there. There's only so
2: much room, right?
0: Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. I can only remember one or two things. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've got to remember Dave to be my, my dance double. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I think I maxed out. Sorry, Al. So
2: you're going to have like a detective that has a dance step in there routine?
0: Well, you know, I, why not, really? Yeah.
2: Flash yeah, detective. Yeah, well,
0: you, I'm liking it. <laughs> Hang on, let me write that down.
2: This is an idea.
0: Flash <laughs> detective. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like it.
2: Yeah, that would be cool. And maybe
0: Jennifer Beals can come back.
2: She wouldn't do Flashdance too. <laughs> they offered it to her. Oh, no, really? It, yeah. It'd it come down happen. her career, wouldn't it? That yeah, would it? right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think it would have been a lot of money. Well, yeah, that's. you're just mad because you didn't get to play the stunt double.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, that was career-ending for you, Dave. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, it was the end of it. Yeah, it's <laughs> do. Yeah, it's
2: really sad. You know.
0: Well, well, maybe she'll come back and do it now. Yeah,
2: she should. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. <laughs> so, Desmond, so where do people find you? You, you're on uh, um, Tinder, um, Grinder, like. What? I was going to
0: say, in in any you know reputable or otherwise pub, but um, and you know, feel free <laughs> to buy me a pint. I'm 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 good that way. Yeah. Um. No, uh, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, bookstores. Street corners. Around the world. Yeah, street corners, yeah. <laughs>
2: no, and do you have a website set up yet or going or what's
0: going on? I, I do, I do. It's uh, realdesmondryan.com just because surprisingly there's quite a few Desmond Ryans in the world. And surprisingly there's like more than one or two that are actually very good academic writers. That's not me. Um, so <laughs> website realdesmondryan.com. And I know your listeners are gonna wanna uh, uh, subscribe to my mailing list because on YouTube I have this Ask the Detective series where I do like a 60 to 90 second little blurb on cool and interesting uh, policing facts. At least I think they're cool and interesting, and I, I blast those out to people, or they can just go on YouTube and check it out themselves. And uh, if they wanna follow me on on Twitter at uh, Real Desmond Ryan. Do police really eat donuts? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's
0: true.
2: <laughs> yeah. But what do you? You don't have Dunkin' Donuts, so where would you eat them?
0: Tim Hortons. I, you know, we used to have Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. I don't know if we still do. Um, um, country style. I don't know if we still. We probably do. Uh, Tim Hortons, man. I mean, I, yeah, Tim's. Um, <laughs> I, 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 in in Toronto, there's there's actually corners of intersections where there's like a Tim's on every corner, and and they're all making money. So, it makes you
2: wonder, doesn't it? If it's, if it's really kind of a money money laundering or something going on
0: <laughs> oh this is this this is heartbreaking now this is <laughs> there's been too much big news going on in this, on this this particular <laughs> radio show for me. I'm gonna have to have a nap <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna,
2: gonna have to go see the shrink now come on you know yep. well, Desmond we'll have everything up on the website, and if you're not arrested, you'll be uh You'll be up in a week and then you'll be out on tour.
0: Actually what I, I I'm thinking now, what I need is like a touring bus. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Just like driving around the countryside in my touring bus. Kind of like the Partridge family. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I was hoping for a provost bus as opposed to a, an old school bus, but nonetheless, well, I'll just think about start. It. the Partridge
2: Family bus must be open because <laughs> there's not a whole lot left of that family, so come on. Think about it. Yeah, yeah. You know. All right. I'll yeah. You can get a little oh, guitar and start. Idea. You know, come on now. Get, get Molly Cruz is, bus.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're fighting. Yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah. I, well, you know, I'll I'll check and and see what's available. Yeah. Well, you know, anytime you need advice, you know where to come. I I do, man. I just. To somewhere else, we've, yeah. we've
2: got you set up. We're going to have the movie now with uh, O'Shea, and I'm playing it. And of course, uh, Dave's yeah. doing the dance doubles because there's yeah. actually dance in it, it's a musical, yeah. I guess. Um, well, actually,
0: I, I just watched uh, and it's it's an older it, it's London Road, the musical, and it's about uh, this community after uh, a serial killer killed five sex trade workers, and how they react to it. And I thought, if you could do that into a musical, I'm I'm seeing the Mike O'Shea musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing it, yeah. Sing it and in the rain. Check into, yeah. You might want to check into some of those for your books, Al. No. Because yeah. this London Road thing was like a true case. Oh. That's my tip to you. I'm just, I'm giving you this. Well,
2: thank you. I uh, <laughs> I can't wait to get on it. They made Rocky into a musical. Never thought oh, that works. would happen. Well, And no. of course, you were the one that went and saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you never keep, yeah, he's always, yeah, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> we really appreciate you being here and uh, good luck on, on your, uh, any, and the rest of the year, any shows you do and, and anything else. And hopefully your book
0: uh, does well. Oh, thank you. It was, was a lot of fun. And now I have to call my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> and have a drink. Yes. Maybe or not two. in that order. Or
2: ten. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks,
1: Desmond. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? well Good night.